Hello and welcome to All Round Mine with Primark. This is a podcast where we're going to snoop, we're going to spy and pry around people's homes and discover the things that mean the most to them. I'm Arielle Free. And I'm George Lawson and you're joining us from our podcasting home and we're inviting you all round. So come on in, get cosy. I don't know about you, George, but I am extremely excited to get Basically, the inside scoop on our guest homes on this show. Yep, right with you. I'm outrageously nosy, plus I'm hoping to pick up some suggestions for when I move into my new place. Ah, yes, because you've been living with your parents. I have, I have. I'm basically seeing this as an elaborate way to to obtain some, some inspo from our guests. Well, I mean, this is pretty much perfect for you then. It is ideal. I'm a bit more settled than you on the home front. However, quite happy to admit I'm not a Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen <laughs> and need some sort of, like, like you say, inspiration, something that'll give me those ideas to make my place look sparkling. Yeah, both from an aesthetic and and a practical point of view, I think. Quite frankly, all round. And we've called it all round mine. Yeah, we're good, aren't we? (laughs) Okay, enough about us, George. It's time to snoop around our first guest home. And I am ecstatic to say that it is Sideman. Yes, David Sideman-Whiteley. He's a presenter, comedian. Uh, I best know him as the king of Instagram. Let's head round Sideman's. Right, so I've walked through my front door. Oh, a package. And then I have my closet to the left, a.k.a. the place for mess. Um, It's organised in my way. Let's put it like that. Then you have the main bathroom to the right, which is spick and span and clean. Let that not be having any correlation to how much I use it for showering. Don't judge me. It's just that it's clean at the moment because my clean has been in. To the left, we have the living room, uh, which is also like an open plan with the kitchen. The kitchen just has fruits everywhere because um, the first lockdown, I kind of had a six pack, but then I did things to it. So now I'm trying to undo the things that I did to it because it's gone now. So there's fruit everywhere. Um, There's food everywhere. Some of my favorite, you know, food to eat when you don't know how to cook, which is like cereal, special K and um, bun and stuff like that. I have my um, vision board where I write stuff. Now, it's supposed to be stuff that actually motivates me in life, but it just turned out to be doodlings. Maybe that's a representation of how life is going right now. And uh, the living room, it's got random bits of recording equipment because of my career that is just stuffed to the side. But there's enough space for all of that on my table in the living room is a board game that I was playing last night as well as the TV it's 60 inches I've only told you that for clout and yeah we move from the living room and we go to my guest room which is currently unoccupied I really should use this as a second rubbish room because I accumulate that much mess and also then we go into my room which has clothes racks And um, a 65-inch TV, yes, the TV in my bedroom is bigger than the TV in my living room because I have ego problems. I have bed sheets that are actually Thor bed sheets. And um, yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. I feel great about it so far. Some days I feel like a nerd. I also have a Dragon Ball Z poster on the wall and LED lights surrounding my room with the current colour theme of red. And then to the right of my room is my ensuite bathroom, which is tidy also. And yeah, that's pretty much the tour of my house and my favourite memorabilia in here. 
my favorite item and the reason why I call it memorabilia is my Thor hammer, which I paid £120 for, which is £120 well spent. It's often in my hand as I lounge around the house. It's just something that I carry around with me. I've got it in my hand right now. Sorry, you wouldn't be able to pick it up because you're not worthy of the hammer. And yeah, that's my house Hey man, tour. welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I mean, what an introduction to your home. I know, that was a lot for me to listen back to. Like, I realised how pathetic I sound, you know, played back. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. I absolutely loved it. We started with the package by the front door. Can you tell us what that package was? It actually was um, vegan options for food. Uh, so on my, on my weight loss journey and my gut loss journey, I'm trying out vegan alternatives because I went on a shoot and I had some vegan chicken and I can't even remember what the thing was called. I think it was called Satan, which sounds oh, yes, wild. It's a, no, oh. it's a certain type of yeah, non-meat that they use. Yeah, yeah, but it was delicious. And I was thinking, I've been slandering vegans for years. Maybe I need to stop. So, <laughs> so now I'm trying to slowly join the bandwagon. So you've done like the vegan and the fruit kind of combination. I got to get rid of it. Like literally I stepped on the scales and I weighed 12.9 stone or something like that. And like, I'm not a big dude. That shouldn't be. So (laughs) something's going on internally that needs to stop. So I'm just working on that. Are you like good with food though? Like as a cook? Because I'm not particularly good in the kitchen, but I have ambitions to be. So I'll do that thing of like buying loads of different fruit and be like, I'm going to make a fruit bowl every morning and then it just ends up getting old and rotten. If I didn't have money, I'd starve. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Take out king. Take out champion. All 2020, especially during the lockdown. But I've tried to curtail that now and I've actually gotten a chef. So they they but they don't they don't cook here. They just bring the food and then they they kind of hand it to me over my balcony. And yeah, I've just been doing that. But literally, without somebody helping me in the kitchen, I would be hopeless. I'd burn minute rice. And you know the thing is as well, it's not just the lack of knowledge in terms of the kitchen. It's just the lack of want to. Like literally, mm. like I don't know how after spending my entire <laughs> life with food just being presented before me, I I don't know how. People labour over that same food for hours and hours on end and then say they've ate it for 15 minutes and feel satisfied in life. Look, I'm totally with you. It's it's not worth the time. It's not worth the time you put in. I've got this thing of like, I have five signature dishes that I can do well mm-hmm. and that is all I cook. If anyone ever comes into my house and it's loads, you either get a paella or a Thai green curry or eggs and avocado for breakfast. I can't even remember the other two options. So maybe I've only got three meals. <laughs> I've only got three meals that I do really well. So You can't count ha- eggs and avocado. <laughs> <laughs> I can do it's that. It's not a meal. It's not a meal. Yeah. You it? can't, no, well, this is what I was going to ask you because apparently that's like... That's the standard. You say you can't cook, but if you can cook an egg, that means you I can mean, cook. Come on. Now, let's be clear. I haven't <laughs> done it in over a decade. Definitely. I definitely has not put an egg into a frying pan in over a decade. But I know I can scramble some eggs. If if the worst comes to worst and we're now in World War Z, I'm sure <laughs> I can scramble an egg. I'm- but the man that's got an egg place down the road, he can cook them better for probably not much <laughs> more money. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh. Um, is it safe to say then that your kitchen isn't somewhere that you frequent a lot then in your house? Only to grab whatever takeaway from the night before I put in the fridge. <laughs> no. Like literally. <laughs> I, I, I'm, oh. I'm definitely not in that room for long periods of time. And what is your go-to takeaway? Um, Caribbean. So mm. typical because I'm Caribbean myself. Literally, I eat my <laughs> I eat my own dish all the time. 
Yeah, but I can't say that about Scottish because I, I, I mean, this is going to be sacrilege to say this actually on a recorded device, but I don't like haggis. <sighs> so it would never be my go-to like thing to eat. I wish I had the option of being like, yeah, my favourite takeaway is Scottish food. But that's what everybody's like. Because see, I, I can have Scottish food and I'll be like, mm, this is good because it's something that I haven't had frequently, which is why I think a lot of people don't eat when they go to have a takeaway. They don't eat the food from where they come from because they're yeah. so mm. used to that. But for some reason, <laughs> I'm just the complete opposite. And I just love Caribbean food so much. So I, oh, I always order Caribbean. So you moved to Birmingham last year. Yes. Did you move from London? I moved from London, yes, happily. How? <laughs> you know, really? Yes. Do you prefer Birmingham to London? 100%. Listen, but London has way more people than Birmingham. But for all the people it has, I find it to be a very lonely place. And most mm. Londoners I talk to feel the same. Like literally, I lived in South London. I moved to North West by Wembley and all of my South friends disappeared. Like if you just move to a different area in London, some <laughs> certain friendships just aren't feasible anymore. It doesn't make yeah. sense. Like you cannot live in North and have South friends. Those friends are <laughs> gone now. You've lost them. So, yeah. so Birmingham, your like your friends are a lot closer to you. Everything's close to me. My family's <laughs> close to me. My friends close to me. The shops close to me. Everything's close. Not let's be clear. Let's be clear. Like nowhere in Birmingham is longer than half an hour away from the city centre. Nowhere. Oh, uh, wicked. Nowhere. What about things like food, sport? Part? Is there anything that London yeah. wins out on? No. So the food in Birmingham <laughs> is better than the food in London. That's just a fact. Any London that disagrees with me, that's how you feel. Um, <laughs> the one thing I will say is London's public transport is way better than Birmingham. Yeah. I cannot tell you the amount of days I spent as a young man growing up in Birmingham <laughs> waiting for a bus for 45 minutes, right? <laughs> to see three buses pull up at the same time. You, I've never experienced that in London. If I stand at a bus stop, I don't stand there for longer than five to 10 minutes max or waiting yeah. for the tube. What I will say is that going on the tube in London is one of the most horrifying experiences I ever experienced. <laughs> The first time, because I went on the Bakerloo line the first time and all of a sudden I'm sitting on the tube and I'd only been on trains prior to that. And all I heard was, <laughs> and I was like, what is that? So I jumped up. I thought we were in trouble. Everybody's still sitting down. And then I realized that's just what the sound that the tube makes sometimes. Have you guys heard this sound? Yeah, yeah. it's the screeching. Apparently it's one of the most damaging things to your hearing. If you travel on the tube constantly, it can actually cause damage wow. to your hearing, the screeching on the tube. Yeah, you should always like wear noise diffusing headphones. But imagine I mean, imagine if you'd never been on the tube before and you hear that yeah. for the first time. It you sounds think, like a cat dying. You think and you also think that the tube is breaking down? <laughs> so now I'm in my head, I'm however many feet underground, the tube's flopped. No one else cares. I was scared. Because <laughs> everyone's just wired oh, in. They've got headphones oh, on. Oh, Londoners, uh, if you want to be ignored. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you want to be ignored. Like sitting, sitting on the tube and seeing that much humans, but you can still hear a pin drop. Is, is, <laughs> it's, a, it's crazy. And talking of moving, you moved from Jamaica to the UK when you were 11. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, like, that's what I say, but I don't know. Somewhere between <laughs> 9 and 11. <laughs> Well, I feel like having like known you over the years and like seen you socially, I feel like you are someone who enjoys a busy home life. Like in normal circumstances, you like having people around to your house. Would you say that's the culture back in Jamaica as well? Is that something that you, you is part of your heritage? Yeah. yeah, definitely. Definitely having a lot of people around. But I can also have solitude. Like I really feel like I'm a hybrid 
when it comes to Jamaican <laughs> and British because I can easily just have a chilled night in. Yeah. But I can easily just have the friends round for a board game and stuff like that as well. Let's talk about board games. Yeah, I like a board game. Um, I like board games simply because of the slander in between. I like like ridiculing <laughs> and disrespecting your opponent. And I'm not going to lie. I've made a few people genuinely outside of the game upset. Are you competitive? I'm not competitive and that's what makes me more annoying because <laughs> when I'm winning and you're losing, I'm mocking you. When you try to <laughs> when you try to mock me back when I'm losing, I'm not fussed because I'm not competitive. Oh. Like if I happen to be winning, then yeah, you'll hold this slander. But if I'm losing, it's neither here nor there to me. Now, on, on board games, I was given a board game for my birthday in November and it's got an easy rating on it. Mm. It says like for five to seven <laughs> year olds. Um, I, I genuinely, last week, I got a bit of time. So I opened it up and I was like, right, let's let's get to grips with this. It'll be a nice thing to play with the family. And it's, it's called Imagine. Is. It's like a theme park building board game. And I was really excited because I'm a bit of a theme park nerd. Yeah. So I opened the instructions and I, I genuinely spent about three hours reading through it. Still <laughs> absolutely no idea. Not a clue. This is me. Number one, I am fully not on learning a new board game. Like, <laughs> that's number one. Number two, you know when people download these apps on their phone with these games that really like test the mind or it's like little <laughs> puzzly kind of things. It's like, oh, you've got to get everything on one level or something like Tetris-like. <laughs> I, I consider myself to be an academically intelligent human being. Those games make me feel dumb, like super <laughs> stupid. So I really, I really hate coming to grips with new board games. I don't like it. You're also a massive Marvel fan, which we heard in your tour. So let's talk about that. Because I don't feel like many people have a Thor hammer in their lives. And you are very proud of this item well, it's hard to get hold of it no 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 <laughs> okay no. I, I, i'm i'm now looking around my living room and i'm seeing thor dolls everywhere i've got i don't like to call them dolls because that makes me sound like a kid um, <laughs> action figures doesn't sound much better but i've got a captain america holding thor's hammer action figure a Thor holding Thor hammer action figure <laughs> and then just another Thor holding another Thor hammer and then my actual Thor hammer. Now, the thing about the Thor hammer is, is that I walked into a shop and I just saw it and I was just like, it looked, it was, it was life size. And when I picked it up in my head, only I can pick it up. And <laughs> I just fell in love with it. And literally it is one of my most prized possessions. I walk around the house with it. When other people pick it up, I get mad because that ruins the illusion that I'm the only one that's worthy. <laughs> like, I, I, re I really love it. Like, I don't know. It's just like, you know, like when you have like a little ball or something like that, or a little, what do you call them? The stress balls that you kind of like, you squeeze. Yeah. yeah that's, that's what that is for me. But why Thor? Of all the superheroes, okay. why does Thor speak to you? Thor is my favourite superhero. Um, Thor is my favourite superhero because of the hammer and I'll explain why like the hammer has an enchantment on it that you cannot pick up the hammer unless you are worthy and that's talking yeah. about your moral compass like how good you are as a person so yeah. if I can pick up the hammer and you can't I can literally look in your face and say I am a better person than you are <laughs> And there's something about the fact that he walks around with this hammer that no one else can carry bar Captain America that just makes him certified plus he can control weather and i think it's cool that you hear thor before you see him you hear the thunder before you see the thor and yeah, i just think i just think that's cool 
I'm seeing a bit of a, a recurring theme with the board games and the Thor, and you, you like having a sort of feeling of superiority over everyone else that comes into your uh, oh into your house side, man. Gosh. Don't don't listen. If any of my friends were here to say hear you say that, they would clap so loudly, so loudly. Is that why you like you called yourself side man to distract from the fact that actually you don't like being the side man? <laughs> yeah, very much a front me, man. It's like reverse reverse psychology. Yeah, me people people coming around me are completely baffled as to why I call myself that because I have such an authoritative personality once I'm in my space. This is why I say to my friends, let's chill somewhere else other than my house because when (laughs) I'm here, I'm in a throne of my own imagination. (laughs) So we need to be on neutral ground. Is there a storing place for your Thor hammer? Like, do you have a, like, I don't know, somewhere that you like stand at Pride of Place? It it does have a stand, but I keep it by my bed at night. Is it is it hard? I'm imagining it being like soft. So it's but is actually it like a... plastic. It's actually plastic, but it's it's got a bit <laughs> of the illusion. yeah. It's got a bit of weight to it. It does have a bit of, and I actually have <laughs> the Thor bed sheets. <laughs> I actually, when I bought, I bought it with chest, but once I spread it on my bed, and I realised that I had this other dude spread across my bed. <laughs> it's, it's not even the cartoon. It's the actual Chris Hemsworth. Just yes. picture that is just on my bed and now I'm lying under Chris Hemsworth and I'm just like, this is a bit crazy, but I'm cool with it. Are you going to hold on to these forever? Yeah, or yeah. is there going to become a time in your life that you're like, no more Thor I'm 29. I think I've made my choice. Like, I'm going to be 30 this year. I think I'm I firm that. in my decision. You also have mood lighting and TV in your room. Yes. When do you decide to change that LED lighting? Because you say at the moment it's a a nice red hue. Is there a time, do you actively change the lighting? Okay. So let me just bring you through my LED journey because (laughs) LEDs are the greatest, cheapest, most effective thing for making your room look cooler. Yeah. Like mm. I literally paid £10 per strip, right? And I literally, I've, I put them along the, the, the floor of my room and it has Ooh. changed the entire ecosystem of my room. My room looks so much better. Like it's literally like stepping into space. I couldn't be more with you on this if I tried. I actually trained as a lighting designer. So lighting is very close to it's my key. heart. But it just, it can completely change the mood of a space. My light in my room now, the overhead light is never on. Like Good. when I turn the light on in my room, it looks so lame in comparison <laughs> to how it looks when I turn the light off. Do you have the LED lighting behind your TV? Because a lot of people have this now to yep. change like when the soundtrack is going. Now, George is not mm, a fan of this. Mm. I mentioned this earlier and he he looked so <clears throat> disgusted, but you have it okay, behind your TV. Here's the problem. Mine's not supposed to change. <laughs> right? so it's supposed to stay one color but for some random reason my tv remote controls everything in my room no even way. stuff that it's not supposed to so every time i go onto like let's say i literally just click onto netflix or change the channel the led light changes from a theme that i'm working with like if i'm working with my red theme don't slap in random blue and ruin the vibe it's annoying. <laughs> I, I mean this in the in the best possible way, but I think with all of this Thor stuff, with all the LEDs, your bedroom is possibly like what, what kids see as an absolute dream yes. bedroom. Like when they're growing up, they're like, this is what I want my room to be when I'm older. 100%. Is this, was this your vision when you were young? 100%, um, my vision when I was young definitely wasn't that. Like <laughs> only because I just think where I grew up poor enough that I, that, that I was thinking about food. 
So I was just trying to deal with the food thing first. And then we find out how the room goes. So I, I, I've literally been, it's almost like I've been allowed to dream now. I've yeah. become an yeah. adult yeah. and I've really been like allowed to like go back to my youth and then think, oh, what would I have had kind of thing? So you sort of missed out on that, on yeah. that period of your childhood. I, so you're reliving it now. Yeah, I wouldn't say I missed out on my childhood, but I missed out on certain elements like the toys and uh, like I, yeah. I never really had that many toys or things like that. So I feel like I'm now living out that time. And I think actually, if you're doing well in your career and stuff like that, I think it's the perfect time to rediscover your childhood, you know, like why have money and be grumpy? Like it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Like if, if I've sorted out my arrears, if my council tax and my TV license is paid, it's time to be silly now. A loungewear has obviously been a bit of a theme. Would you say that you match your kind of loungewear? So my whole, my clothing journey is also interesting. Because <laughs> I what have, isn't interesting about you saying, man? I have two sections of my wardrobe. So I have what I call a ride-out closet. The ride-out closet... <laughs> is a, a testament to how disrespectful I am when it comes to black clothing. The entire <laughs> closet is just full of black hoodies, coats, jackets, jumpers, and it's a whole closet where all of the clothes stacked together just look exactly the same. So I call that my ride-out closet. And then everything else on the left side is just all of my colours, which can Love get it. wild. Like I've literally got a rainbow jacket. So like, yeah, I, I can go wild with the colours, but literally when it comes to me and what I wear in my home, I just drag something. Like whatever <laughs> my hand reaches first is what I'm wearing. You mentioned that your both of your bathrooms are squeaky clean in separate parts of your tour. So your first bathroom, you're like, it's very tidy and clean. Yeah. You wanted to get that in. And then the second bathroom, you're like, I just want to mention again, it's very squeaky clean. Mm -hmm. So I feel like your bathrooms are something you take pride of place and always being pristine. That's not thanks to me. Okay, I'm, I'm just going to live my truth <laughs> and tell you that. I don't have a cleaner because I have money. That's not why. I have a cleaner because there's no other option. Some... <laughs> Like, I will get overwhelmed and be depressed sitting in a corner rocking back and forwards in the dark over how messy my room is because I'll look at it after it gets to a certain point and be like, well, there's no longer any floor for me to step on <laughs> because clothes have consumed it. So is it is it tidiness that you're worried with or actual cleanliness? Oh, no, tidiness. Yeah. So, like, I'm not going to have, like, like, my brother... You will find a chicken bone in my brother's room. No. Oh, no. And how long it's been there, no one no. will know. That's how <laughs> really? my brother's always been. Like, he literally, he came back to my parents' house the other day and he was only there for a couple of weeks and I found a chicken bone. But oh, yeah. my gosh. <laughs> yeah. And you don't take after your brother? No, then? I'm not like that. They can't just be random chicken bones just cranked in my room. That's crazy. <laughs> well, I'm going to ask you for your top tip for George. So George is about to move into his own new place. Mm. Um, and we are asking our guests uh, to give him their top tip. Now, I feel like I'm already going to kind of commandeer this a little bit and say, if you had to choose George to buy a Thor hammer <laughs> or LED lighting for his new place, which one would you go for? You know what? Yeah, I would actually have to say LED lighting. Yeah. Even even though I love my Thor's hammer, number one, I don't want to know that other people have Thor's hammer because only, <laughs> only I'm worthy and I need that illusion to keep up. But literally, when I move into my new place after I leave here, I might go wild with the LEDs. You might have to walk up LED stairs. You might have to go into an LED kitchen. I might have, have a an, driveway that has like the LED strip lighting. I might, have to, have LED, to, the door. I might have to have LED bathroom. 
But I'm not I'm not gonna lie, it is the easiest way to just change the space Facts. completely. Bro, there's people out here spending hundreds of yeah. hundreds of pounds or thousands of pounds trying to make their house lit. No, turn <laughs> off the lights, get yeah. some LEDs, and it will it will turn a one into a ten, trust me. And um, I'm gonna ask you a homely question. What does home mean to you? I think home to me means a TV in your bedroom. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. It changed. The, the day I decided to not just have a TV in the living room, but have a TV in the bedroom is when life changed for me. Like, Does it have to be a 65-inch TV? It has to be. It has to yeah. be. And, and again, literally only common sense has stopped me from getting a wilder inch. And it's simply because, to be clear, I can't actually look at all of my TV like I'm actually, I'm not even trying to brag. The TV's too close. The room isn't big enough for that TV. So my bed is ridiculously close to the TV. I can only look at the middle part. I miss whole sections of films because I can't see it. If something's going on in the further left corner, I don't know. I don't know. But you know, when parents say when you're growing up, you're going to get square eyes. I feel yeah. like if you don't get square eyes, that is like that is facts. Like, so why I say a TV in your room is just because, and I know that's not the probably the emotional answer you were looking for of what home <laughs> means to me. But a TV in my room means to me, it means loving myself. And the reason why I say it means loving myself is that I'm going to sit in this room. I'm going to binge watch my favorite show for hours. I'm going to get lost in it. I'm going to play my video games. That to me, what binge watching a show that you really enjoy or playing video games for a couple of hours is self-care yes. to me. It's taking your mind off work. It's ta- Especially when you have a career like a lot of ours where it's like, it's just you're hoping for the next thing to come through that even when you're doing well it's still yeah. a hope and a prayer game you don't know freelancer it's anxiety, freelancer anxiety exactly <laughs> so taking you away from all of, so even when you're not working you're stressing so taking <laughs> yourself away from that for a couple of hours and you know watching tv binge watching your favorite show and and like cobra kai season three just came out on netflix and i was like literally as soon as i saw the notification i was like yep i know exactly what i'm doing for all of tomorrow <laughs> So yeah, uh, but I actually rate that answer. Home, I I, I rate that answer big time. Like, what does Thank home you. mean to you? A TV in your room. I used to fight this. I used to fight caring about my home because I felt like that was just a sign of me being old. But no, <laughs> I've decided to embrace it. Like, I I will go to IKEA with my chest now. You understand what I'm saying? So I, I I I love it, man. Like, I feel like when you get the older you get, you just realize that having a lit home. Having a great home space and, and a good living quarters and feeling like, okay, I'm comfortable in this space. It's just one yeah. of the greatest feelings you can feel. Yeah, for sure. Totally 100%. You've got that to look forward to, George. I'm very excited. And are you going to get yourself some LED lights? You better believe it. Are and you... maybe a maybe a Thor hammer. Throw uh, one relax, in. No, relax, you're not lying. Relax, relax, relax. <laughs> relax. You ain't got to do that, bro. <laughs> I don't know. Get, I'll just I'll get, get I'll get a Captain America yeah, yeah, shield. Yeah, get Captain America shield. Yeah, you do <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. Stay in your lane. <laughs> I love that Sideman thank you so much for coming on All Round Mine with Primark and telling us all about your place Uh, thank you for having me it's been an absolute pleasure Uh, where can our listeners find you online Uh, you can find me on my Instagram at Sideman all day same on Twitter and yeah and is there anything that we should be watching out for over the next uh, few months? Um, more comedy, more insightful conversations, and then things that I'm not allowed to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> They're the most exciting ones. Hey. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sideman. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you guys for having me. Bye. Cheers.
Thank you so much for listening this week. Next time, we are going to be joined by the wonderful Laura Whitmore on All Round Mine with Primark. 